Welcome back to the Pistols Firing Podcast. This is Kyle Porter. I'm uh, Carson Cunningham-less, but I do have uh, do have Kyle Boone here and Marshall Scott as well. They came down, drove down from Oklahoma today for Big 12 Media Days. You guys excited about uh, going over to, to Jerry World tomorrow? I am excited. Yeah, that was that was a long drive. I hope it's worth it. Yeah, long drive. I had to show Boone up in golf today. So it's been a long day, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, you guys played golf this morning. Yeah. Uh, how did how did that go for you? Uh, good. We I we didn't lose a ball um, until like what the eighth hole. Maybe a little bit before. Okay, that. maybe like the sixth hole. Yeah, the sh- the stream hole where we both ended up losing. Yeah. But when you hit a ball like stream hole twenty yeah. feet. It's very easy to not lose your ball. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's great. You just have to hit it like a hundred times in a row yes. to yeah, exactly uh, to get it in the <laughs> hole. Uh, so you guys have both been doing this for quite a few years now. Do you, do you when you come to something like this to Big Twelve Media Days, it starts to feel kind of routine, kind of rote. What about it still excites you? Still kind of gets you going about kind of just going over to the event, listening to coaches and players. Is there any aspect of it that you guys get excited about? I think it's like the official start of the season, so I think that's somewhat exciting. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the grand scheme of things, they haven't really been practicing since yeah. the spring, so there's nothing really new there. But I think it's the nice mark of okay, the season is like now upon us. It is weird because you go to it and you're like, okay, yeah, let's do this, and then you, and then there's like three weeks that you have to wait until practices yeah. or whatever. So it's like this weird in between time. But I agree with you; it does kind of feel like that. Yeah, I'm not like excited or looking forward to hearing from any of the coaches because I feel like we'll get a lot of coach speak. We don't have any we don't have any uh, recruiting follow-ups to ask Andy about. We, we don't. Yes. I was that's, so, that's I was so nervous to ask that question. I, I remember. Sure. <laughs> I'm glad you asked it. Um, but I am excited to talk to the players because I do feel like that is something that we actually get stuff out of. Yeah. So Where you're asking like who stood out to you during the spring? Who has stood who has popped to you this summer? Who do you think has a chance to make a leap. Like all these different questions that we can't really ask them during the summer because they're not available. We get to talk to them tomorrow. So that's exciting. So we've got Tylen. We've got... Tylen, uh, Philip Redwine, Bryant, Johnny Wilson will be there. Um, AJ Green. And AJ Green. So four players. AJ Green can be a fun quote. AJ Green and Tylen are fantastic quotes. And Johnny, Johnny Wilson is, is, is good as well. And so is... So it's yeah, Philip, actually. Phillip's, they're all they're all really good. Philip's pretty Phillip. diplomatic. I don't think I've ever talked to him in like a football sense, but yeah. I, I get this feeling that he's a good coach. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that'll be fun. So yeah. uh, we are going over there tomorrow. So we'll have coverage from that all day. We're taping this on a Sunday night in the shed. Marshall's first time in the shed. <laughs> I like it. I've heard many legends. It's honestly nicer than you think whenever you just hear the word shed it's a this is a nice place yeah so we have a i'm looking out the window there's a kid's shed like right next to it (laughs) and we had some friends from church over last night and and i said that's my office out there and the guy was like that can you work when it rains (laughs) (laughs) so no that's not the shed this that we're in is uh it's like a tiny home is the actual shed. Uh, okay, so tomorrow we got Les Miles leading it off. We've got Lincoln Riley. We've got uh, Gary Patterson. We've got – who else is there, Marshall? Um, okay. Wells. Matt, Matt Wells, Wells. Yeah, and Wells. Gundy. Those will be your five uh, leading it off on Monday. I guess my thing for you guys is just what's the number one question you have – uh, we'll, we'll go for we'll, we'll start with Gundy and then and then we'll go to the number one question you have for the players as well I think if you're talking about Gundy it's 
who's standing out at quarterback? I know there's probably not a answer that he's going to give us, um, in part because he's probably not seen them in several weeks or months. Um, but I'm just, I just want to, I want so much content from quarterbacks who, who stood out. <laughs> Uh, how does Spencer look? How's Spencer's offseason going? How's Drew look? How's his offseason look? I have all my questions centered around uh, the quarterback situation. I'm really intrigued if I'm not sure which freshmen that weren't enrolled in the spring have already been to Stillwater for like summer workouts, but he mentioned towards the end of spring that if uh, DeAndre Glass was in shape, that he's got the mm-hmm. skill. Heisman. Yeah, that he could you know contribute to that mm-hmm. backfield. So I'm Intrigued about DeAndre Glass in particular, but all those guys that weren't enrolled in the spring but have now come. Mm-hmm. I, it just to me the quarterback thing feels like we're doing this silly thing where it's like just saying things to keep them both around, and yeah. then it's going to be Sanders. Is that is that like an absurd thing to think? I don't. I, I think it would be absurd if we didn't see him sit on the bench all last season, yeah. despite middling quarterback play from Taylor Cornelius. Corn got better at the end. Yeah, yeah but he, I mean, he wasn't an All Big Twelve player. I mean, he wasn't the best player. And you're right. So, I don't know. Do we really want to go down that road again? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Let <laughs> me to open up a, a can of worms here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's so they've already in some sense thrown away a season because you're not getting somebody ready. The transition, and transitions at quarterback are always hard. They did it so well with Rudolph. They got lucky, but they did it well because they just sort of, they had already thrown away for the 14 season, right? Yeah. But they got him ready for the future. Yeah. And you and, and so my, whole, my thing all along with the quarterback deal has been like, if you're playing Drew Brown, that's four years in a row of a new quarterback, no mm-hmm. matter who you start in 2020. I, that's just that's not good. That's not good for the continuity of our program. It's yeah. I just I can't envision it happening. Maybe it will, but yeah. Well, I would say OU is about to start its third quarterback in, in three years, and that seemed a little different caliber. Yeah, it seemed to work out okay. Did you see Gundy's quotes on uh, Kyler this summer? No, they were in the Tulsa World. He 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 was basically like that dude is. I've never seen anything like that. Really? Yeah, like from a from a speed from a talent standpoint. Like he didn't say better than Baker, but it was sort of like the yeah, sub. Better than Baker. It was a subtweet. Dang. Yeah. That's nuts. It was pretty crazy. Um, okay, number one question for players. I get you can pick an individual player or just the group as a whole. Just kind of what uh, you're looking to hear from them on on Monday. I want to ask Tylen what other receiver has stood out to him. CJ. I want to know about CJ. Yeah. Um, I want to know what Patrick McCoffin. Looks yeah. like coming off an ACL. That's injury. interesting. I want to know who is going to st- uh, kind of step up in Tyron's place this season as kind of like that number two guy. Curious. Yeah. I'm kind of curious with AJ Green because I feel we kind of talked about this on the way down a little bit mm-hmm. that uh, Tyron might have gotten you know a little underpraised with the CD Lambs of the world, the Colin Johnsons of the world mm-hmm. come in, and I just kind of want to hear AJ Green's take on that because he's played against both those guys mm-hmm. and he plays against you know Tyron every day, so I kind of want to. Know his take on yeah. on all that. That's interesting. I'm I'm fascinated by Tylen's. I don't know that this will get asked tomorrow or any of us will ask it, but I'm fascinated by his pro prospects. Yeah, because he's yeah. he's sort of like I don't know. Like he's not he's not somebody that you look at physically and you're like first rounder. Right. But he, like a lot of other OSU guys, like he's got the he's got the numbers. He's got the stats. Yeah. I've seen him like sneak into the end of some. some I've seen that mock draft first rounds yeah. like 
So this could this could be. I mean, like if that's true, this could be it. This, this is could his, be his this last is his year. third year. Yeah. Which is weird. It, it feels it feels like he's, he just got here. Yeah. This could technically be Chuba's last year too. As I know. Well. Who's who's more likely to leave? Tylen, I think. I think so too. Well, actually, maybe Chuba. I mean, Chuba will test better. He will, yeah, he will he test will better. better. Running backs tend to leave early more often than receivers. I think Chuba's more likely. Yeah, it might be possible. I think yeah. you guys are talking to each other too because I think. You know, you, you want less miles on a running back. Less miles. Not less miles, but less <laughs> miles. Fewer, fewer miles. You want fewer miles on a running back. So, you know, Shuba, you know, they might kind of take him in that track, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, one more question that I have for a player. Yeah. I want to know what Charlie Dickey is like, the new offensive line uh, coach. Yeah. Johnny Wilson will be there tomorrow. Yeah. We can ask him kind of what he is like as, as a coach. That'll be interesting. He had a couple... That I think this offseason. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Johnny Wilson. I had a couple quotes after the spring game mm. just about how he's kind of nastier than maybe some coaches they've had in the mm. past, which is something that, you know, Evan Epstein has been like just tweeting his brains about. Yeah. Tweeting his brains out about for the last 3 Soft. years is they need to be like just tougher, yeah. you know. And so, yeah, I, that that is interesting to to consider. Um Okay, I got another question here for you guys. So, so one of the things that we've talked about a little bit and, and written about a little bit is just from a position standpoint, which, which position going into kind of fall camp are you most worried about and which one are you least worried about or maybe most excited about? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm most worried about, I would say, the defensive line yeah. mm-hmm. just because there's nobody there that played there last year. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's and they've got some transfers coming in, but – can you rely on like a transfer from Bowling Green to play in the Big Twelve when there's thousand snaps a game that he's gonna have to go against? So maybe thousand maybe snaps a game. Yeah, That'd be a long game. Yeah. Well, the Big Twelve can get pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Big Twelve. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's the position I think you worry most about. Yeah. The worry least about, I think wide receivers kind of a cop out because that's like an every year thing. Yeah. And their running backs are gonna be studs again. At least it looks like. There's a bunch of unproven guys there, but there are a bunch of guys there that yeah. have a lot of potential to be really good. I yeah. think I think corner is the one I'm least worried about. Really? Yeah, because I I, I think it's kind of like they okay, your two guys, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like are you gonna get two guys that are way better than that in the big? Tw- it kind of just yeah. is what it is, and yeah. you, and I guess my point is you can trust those guys because they're older. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think corner is maybe the one I'm least worried about. Although their safeties will be good too. I think de- I think uh, for me it's either defensive line or linebacker. Yeah, I feel like I I um, kind of went the other way on bondage last year. Like I think I think uh, maybe the coaching staff did. Too. I came in like president, secretary, yeah. vice president of the fan club. Yeah, and I left, and like I might not be even a member anymore. Yeah, you lost your badge. Yeah, he. It's <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about a lost badge here in a minute, but uh, he just. He became unplayable. Yeah, too many penalties. I think injuries played a part. I think I wouldn't say it, you know, took over completely, but I think his, I think it was a foot injury. I yeah. imagine that's hard to be a linebacker in the Big Twelve. For sure. Yeah. He played. Uh, I think I wrote this earlier. It was either two or three less games than everybody else at the top of the tackle leaderboard, but he was yeah. like third to tackles. Yeah. Still, even yeah. with all that. Yeah, and maybe maybe not pl- maybe unplayable is a stretch. I just I think the frustrating part for me is you go back to seventeen Bedlam and Stillwater. We were there, and it's like this dude's unbelievable. Yeah. Like he's like running down Baker. He's like he's like you know as much as you can 
stop OU as as one person. Like he was he was doing everything. Yeah. And then it just it, it felt like he should have progressed and he just he hasn't quite made that leap. And they don't yeah. have like they just don't have a lot of depth at linebacker mm-hmm. to where if he gets hurt again, it's like what are, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. So I don't know. That they lost a lot. Since you since you said defensive line, I'll go linebacker. What about yeah. you? Mm, I think both of those are the most obvious to me. Yeah, I, I don't. I could probably formulate a take, but I think those are really the only two that I'm actually worried about. You know, you're losing Jordan Brelford and Cole Walter, two guys who started like three seasons. Yeah. You know, when when Brelford was healthy, he was an All Big Twelve player. So who's the who's the best defensive lineman going into the year? Who's the best guy? I think. Antoine? Yeah, you'd either go Antoine or Mike Scott. Yeah, I think Mike Scott. Mike Scott's, yeah. you know, got more of a reputation. With but he's the kind of like a line, linebacker, kind of. Yeah, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where they'll what they'll do with him this year, but yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Mike Scott. No, Brock Martins. I think he's too unproven right now. Because I think dark horse, dark horse, maybe. Yeah, last year Scott just outperformed him. That's just like kind of how it was. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he might have more potential, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I like Antoine. I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, I think he's gonna be really good. Yeah. Um, okay, what else do we have here? Actually, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get to this week's. We're gonna do a uniform review. Brought oh, to you by yeah. Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Uh, guys, my note here says the badge is dead. Long live the badge. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State recently introduced a not new, just uh, renewed, I guess, logo. The OSU, the brand. And there's been reporting, I think I saw this in the Oklahoman, that the bat, they're going away from the badge uh, in, in coming years. Just, what do, you, what do you think about that? What, what was your reaction to that? Are you excited about it? Are they taking Pete with it? I'm pouring one out for the badge. You like the badge. I thought it was fine. I feel like it's a little gimmicky. I feel like you're kind of leaning too far into the Cowboys thing. Yeah. Just go with your, just ride your brand. It's fine. Ride your brand. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I don't need the badge. You sound like uh, you sound like Mike Holder. <laughs> Carson's dad. Yeah, Carson's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall. Um, I didn't really have a fondness story. I didn't hate it, but I didn't really love it either. I don't. I was pretty indifferent about the whole badge. I, my favorite is the Bronco, which I don't think they use enough because it's kind of a throwback. So yeah. If they could use yeah. that more often, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Throwback. Yeah. I. I I guess my question is like, what are they doing with the crazy-eyed Pete thing? Like, is that going with it? It seems like they're just going straight, straight brand. Yeah, hope, hopefully that one's gone too. Yeah, I'd rather have the. I I, I, I like the badge. I think I'd rather good. have the badge than crazy-eyed Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. agree. Um, the other uniform note that I saw is that I can't remember where this was reported. I think it was GoPokes.com. They did a kind of a, a feature on. <clears throat> what it takes to get everything out to Corvallis for the Oregon State game. Mm. Just a huge operation. But there was a there was a note in there that they're gonna again have kind of a throwback for homecoming this year. Mm-hmm. So maybe we see the, the Bronco again, maybe we see something different. But it it was funny, I was watching a video, they they had this little video of all the old logos like leading up to this newest one. All of their logos have been awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Other than the fire thing, the flaming OSU. I think in its time, <laughs> it's not good. I think in its time, the fire thing was good. It's not good now, but yeah. I think back whenever it was a thing, it, it was didn't cool. date. Yeah, it yeah, didn't, it didn't it date didn't. well. Ricky Fowler had it on his bag until like a year ago, which was <laughs> not not <laughs> ideal, <laughs> not great. Um, 
Okay, I got a few more notes here. Um, actually, let's first share one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit, and then we will come back with a few basketball notes before we get out of here. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Marshall, uh, you covered or you watched a lot of uh, Team USA FIBA basketball uh, in Greece this summer. I wasn't in Greece. You were not. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, on the TV. You you were not in Greece. We we our budget could not could not handle that. Someone asks us that like it's not in our budget. But uh, Isaac Likely, did he fit in? Was he? Was he one of the stars? How, how, how did it go for him on Team USA? I wouldn't say he was one of the stars, but he definitely did his job. He was always, I think, in every game, he was the first player off the bench. Yeah. So I think like he definitely didn't just barely make the team. He was there contributing. It wasn't always with points, but with rebounds, assists, all the stuff that Isaac likely does, he was yeah. doing. Yeah. He was their energy guy. Yeah. Like There were times when Team USA was down, he would come in. Yeah. And just instantly, like, things would change. That Molly game, they were down early. And yeah. Isaac came in and, I think, scored, like, the first four field goals for yeah. OSU. Things turned when, yeah. he, when he got in. There was an interesting thing. So, <clears throat> Dave Hunsacker interviewed Mike Boynton on Saturday. They did, like, an hour-long interview. And Boynton was talking about how Likely has really improved as a shooter. Hmm. But he basically told Likely, look, don't go over there and try to be Steph. Yeah. You know, like go do the things that you've done. Mm-hmm. They don't care if your shooting has improved like ten percent. I do, like OSU does for this next season. Yeah. But just go be like who you are. Hmm. And it seemed like he did that pretty well. Yeah, I think he took like five threes, and my team's kind of caught on to the fact that he wasn't going to shoot. Yeah, but I think he took like five and made one, but it wasn't like a big enough sample size for it to really mean yeah anything. But I we kind of talked about this earlier too. The mm-hmm. three point lines moving out this year and I think that's going to help them a lot because they're going to have shooters all around Isaac and then they're going to be drawn out so that lane's going to be open for him more I think he's going to make a leap this year I'm in yeah, I think he's going to be good I agree I think he made a leap last year at times, especially on the road to West Virginia on the road to Baylor I think was yeah, another yeah. breakout game the West Virginia game was unbelievable yeah, yeah. what's his ceiling what's his ceiling what can he be as a college player I feel like he's got kind of like a Marcus Smart ceiling is that crazy to say what did Smart average his, uh, I'll look it up. Like his sophomore year. Man, he was good. He had some moments. Yeah. That Memphis game. Because I feel like Marcus isn't the best three point shooter and good defensively. Isaac's longer than he is. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's crazy to think, but it's a hard ceiling to reach, but I think it's possible. Okay, so Smart's uh, second year, he averaged 18 points. Huh. Six boards, five assists, three steals. That's pretty good. That's pretty high. Yeah. I, the the I first thing that came it. to mind for me with Likely was like like 15 points, yeah. six assists, something like that. I yeah. think that'd be a, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, that'd be really good. Yeah. Maybe he gets fewer boards, maybe more assists than Smart, 
probably not as many steals. Um, if he's your second best player or third best player, I think he's got to be like your. Well, I he, he can maybe be your second. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can be your best player. Well, who's, who's your best player? Well, ho- hopefully his teammate, Cade Cunningham, here in a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My actual question, Marshall, <laughs> is how did, how did they look together? How did, how did, what, what were your takeaways from Cunningham? Um, that he is as good as advertised. He had some turnover issues, but he was also trying a bunch of crazy stuff that sometimes worked out, sometimes it didn't. But he definitely looked outstanding. They weren't always on the court together. Sometimes they'd sub, like, three guys in, and Cunningham would be in that group that goes off. Mm-hmm. Just because they're both somewhat ball dominant, but yeah. Isaac played off ball more than he had like his whole season last year. So I think they definitely looked good. Their last bucket in the tournament was an Isaac likely to Kate Cunningham alley So yeah, that should get you excited. They had they had some I'm interesting excited. connections. That alley oop. Yeah, they looked at each other. I think they said, "Let's <laughs> let's team up. Let's do this." <laughs> you, you just got that from the. Let's do it. That's the vibe I got. I, mean, I could be wrong. After uh, Kate Cunningham posterized somebody, I think it was Balo. Yeah, Molly. Yeah. Isaac was the first one there in his face. So I, was I like, saw hey, it. I, yeah, I, they keep doing that. They decided did, in that moment. Did Cunningham come off as like the like a top three guy? He came off like a future number one draft pick. I'm not even kidding. Really? He looked. He really looks good. the part. He's What's six seven? He's a point guard. He's a good shooter. I mean, he sees the floor really well. I don't know, man. This guy's good. Is he, LeBron six seven and now he's the Lakers point guard? I'm not making any comparisons, but I'm just saying. He, he reminds me. He reminds me a lot of Ben Simmons, just in so he can't shoot. He stuff. shoots with the wrong hand with, with shooting. I think he's a better shooter, obviously, and he's righty, so yeah. that helps. I think so. uh, another somewhat comparison I think is Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I, I can think, see that. I think in a way, and they yeah. both uh, were point nine nine eight eights on the oh, composite yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah. two four seven. Yeah, that shows you how crazy I yeah. am. That. I went and looked that up. But. Both really good in transition. Yeah. What's Lonzo uh? How tall is Lonzo? He's, he's like six six. Yeah, he's, he's pretty tall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really um. Nice. Yeah. How do how do we feel about about Cunningham coming? What's your what's your uh like confidence level that he's coming to Stillwater next year? Maybe like seventy percent. Okay. I mean, I I feel like it will happen. Yeah. I, I think that there's already been like some celebrations prematurely that that he's going to have. Like behind the scenes? Yeah, behind in the Stillwater? scenes. Behind, behind the scenes in Stillwater. Okay. People are celebrating. Okay. But, you know, obviously they, they hired his his brother, his older brother, Cannon, with the hopes that, you know, this is kind of the, the piece that they lay to eventually make him more yeah. comfortable in Stillwater, hopefully get his commitment. He's kind of played standoffish for the most part, though. He's been asked a lot about OSU and kind of played it off like, hey, I'm still surveying my options I guess we'll see the thing that I loved hearing from him is that he was going to commit before the last right. uh, recruiting period mm-hmm. so that he can recruit other guys to come yeah that's exciting yeah and it also like gives us something to you don't have to like wait the whole time yeah well I, I guess we'll see if he like holds to that but Marshall confidence level uh I'd say about with Moonbass maybe I'll go a little more like 75 I think it's more likely to happen than not likely but Likely, huh? Isaac, yeah. Isaac yes. Likely. My, less miles, Isaac Likely. I'm all over the place. But, uh, <laughs> That's good. But yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say it's a done deal yet. I think somebody could still come in and sweep him off his feet. But I'd say it's more likely to happen than not. You think someone could drop a bag? Oh, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> who, 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 who are we, or who are you worried about in terms of like? 
is it Kentucky? Is it North Carolina? Like, what's the? I I think there are a handful of programs that overcome that can and have overcome just about any circumstances. Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. Can are they still recruiting people? They are. Yeah. That last time I looked, they were like fifty eighth in the yeah. in this class. Yeah, I know. What, what's the deal? Is it just because of the like all the Adidas stuff going on, or what? I don't know actually they just haven't they have not recruited well at least in this last cycle could be fbi related could not be that's it could be they only took like i think two two players yeah they're yeah pretty, they're pretty true. close to getting rj hampton too and i think that would have changed a lot it, it would have he didn't decide to go to australia yeah. i think he would have gone to kansas yeah. if he had not gone overseas well, so that could have changed things for sure because he was a top five player i'm fired up because yeah. i feel like boynton's i mean we've talked about this at length, but just his trajectory in recruiting is is mm-hmm. unbelievable. And to land somebody like that can change not only your program for a year, but just the way that people think about your program going yeah. forward. And the way other recruits see yeah. the program too. Yeah. It was crazy thinking about that twenty nineteen class and how good it was. And now we've already kind of jumped ship to this twenty twenty <laughs> yeah. class because of how much better it can be. But this yeah, you know, the twenty twenty class is still Pretty freaking good. The 2019, yeah. you mean? Yeah, the 2019 yeah. class. Yeah. So, last question, Marshall. You've been around the program a little bit this summer. Um, just what has it been like for people that, you know, obviously don't get to be in practice like you have? What, what has stood out? Uh, what's excited you about this season? Yeah, so I was there pretty early. I think it was maybe their second week in town. But uh, Marcus Watson is ridiculous. Um, I think that'll break into the starting lineup at some point in the season. And the yes. other guys... The other guys looked good, you know. They, it wasn't like outstanding, but again, it was their, you know, second week of college basketball, and they're pretty fatigued. You could tell. Yeah. But how does a, Marcus look physically? I'm ridiculous. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not gonna make any comparisons because I'm not gonna do that. But he, his biceps are bigger than my body, just about. <laughs> Would you say he reminds you of LeBron? Um, I already compared Cunningham to LeBron, so I'm gonna go shoot. That might be a bit. I'm gonna take a rain check. I'm pumped about Marcus Watson. Yeah, same. For sure. I think, and I think that everything that, and you can contend with this or back it up. I think that everything that's come out of the summer so far has been like, hey, these guys. And, and I don't feel like you got this last year with that class. It seems like these guys are like locked in yeah. to college basketball. I. I Maybe that was coming out last year with your Maurice Kalouz and yeah. Michael Weathers and stuff, but it just seems like it seems more so this year. Do you, have, have you noticed that? Yeah, because I went to those uh, practices last summer where they were about to go to Europe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that class, whenever they were like running sprints, they were dead. Yeah. Like, they were just about dead. Like, Contravious Jones was almost getting lapped. And, like, these guys are in already in a better stance than that. Yeah. And then they're already, already high, more highly touted than those guys. So yeah. I think it's, it's looking up. I, I think a lot of programs every year will say, well, they've been in a group text and like they're really tight. But I actually feel like this group is kind of yeah. tight. Like yeah. I feel like they all get along. They've gelled really well. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, think, asked, I think it's a good group. I asked uh, Marcus Watson when I talked to him. I was like, okay, well, you got the Boons. They obviously knew each other. Yeah. And then you have the two Texas kids and they knew each other. Right. I was like, so where do you fit in all this? And he was like, well, I was on a like an All-American team in the eighth grade with Chris Harris. <laughs> and then he said, me and the Boons, like every time – we visit, we visit together and stuff. So yeah. I think it's a really tight group. They're they're in some like Twitter DM or Snapface or Snapface or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, any any uh, parting Westbrook thoughts? No man, 
I thought Obi wins the ring. Yeah, I I thought it was sad. He's obviously a jerk to media to Barry Trammell more than anybody else, but <laughs> but you know, it's still like the end of an era. So I thought it was sad. I agree. It was. It, it's it's fascinating. It was fascinating that he was the longest tenured guy in the NBA, like on the same team. Oh wow! I didn't. It was know like that. him and Steph. I think were both uh, wow. uh, like eleven years, or he. I think he was one year longer than Steph. But okay. I agree. Like, yeah. I I think it's exciting. Like, I think yeah. the, I think the future for the Thunder is way more exciting now than it was ten days ago. Yeah. But it was also very kind of nostalgic, like looking back at all the things they did and. Yeah. The fact that they had three future Hall of Famers and won one Finals game—it's crazy. That's not good. That was that was the last player still with the Thunder that was drafted by the Sonics. I yeah. believe. Was he drafted by the Sonics? I think he. Was, I think they were still the Sonics when he got drafted, but he didn't ever play with the Sonics. Because yeah. KD played one year. Yeah. In Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Okay, wow. we're going to get uh, some torchies and um, headed to Big Twelve Media Days tomorrow. So thank you guys for doing this, yes. and we'll talk soon.